Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Yesterday, we produced the show, uh, and this show was centered on uh, Stephen A. Smith and his incredible story about his basketball career collegially right and we pointed out a bunch of incongruities and things that just quite frankly didn't add up and didn't make any sense of course you had some people in the comment section who tried to make sense of the nonsense some people even took it as far as you, you know it's bad when some dudes took it to the point of oh you're trying to attack another black man and trying to pull a black man it's like you dudes just never fail what are you insinuating that what I'm a racist? What you? I mean, what? Where are we going with all of this? What is you? What? Like when they can't address a single thing that I'm talking about in the show, all of a sudden they want to pull that card. So if you guys are going to be sitting up here twerking it up all over the place for Stephen A. Smith and talking about race, where was where was his remorse for Kyrie Irving and all of these guys over these years, and Kwame Brown and the rest of them? I didn't see you dudes. I I never saw you dudes talking about standing up for the black man and all of that. Where were you dudes? All of a sudden, you butt hurt because I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. All of a sudden, you want to sit up here and cry it up. Listen, stay out of the comment section. Stop wasting people's time and get the hell out of the way. And let's get to the let's get to the substantive issues uh, that we're dealing with. Anyway, as you guys know, Stephen A. Smith has a story that makes absolutely no sense. Okay, in one audio, he's saying he played one game in college. The next day, he's saying he didn't play any games. Then they're saying he hit five three-point shots in his basketball career, and then therefore, uh, but he's averaging 1.5 points per game. And some people are saying, well, no, he only played nine games. He played nine games, so that's how he's doing it. So if that's how he's doing it, then why does Stephen A. Smith himself say, I only played one game, and then in another soundbite, go out there and say, I played no games. Help me figure this out. Help me figure it out. He got injured, and then what? Because the man said on television when they brought up the graphic on ESPN, he himself said, I only played one game. That's what they're not telling you. So where are you getting all of this new information from? How did you, where were you able to extrapolate this information from? You dudes just can't stop twerking. And the, and the part that kills me is y'all trying to make sense out of this. It doesn't make sense. Like own it and let's move forward. No, what you're not understanding is if he played 115,000 games minus 176,000 games, you divide it by two, carry to three, and then carry to four, and you bring back five three-pointers, and then if you balance it out to the left, you shake it to the right, all of a sudden you're going, yeah, shut up. Like enough is enough. We're tired of hearing all of this nonsense, and it seems like we're not the only ones that are sick of it because comedian Corey Holcomb, who is, by the way, hilarious and somebody that will roast your ass if you're not He don't play no games when it comes to that roast. He don't play no games. He is he is hilarious, right? Super hilarious, uh, and he's one of the he's one he's one of the big presence uh, uh, voices that we have in culture right now. And he was talking about it. And I came across a soundbite this morning of uh, comedian Corey Holcomb basically flaming the hell out of Stephen A. Smith over this controversy about his bas about his basketball career in college, where he essentially said, "You straight up capping, and you need to stop lying." You need to stop lying. But before we even get into his comments, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Price Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more, for more than four three-pointers made. 
PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to play exactly what Corey Holcomb had to say about Stephen A. Smith, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. When Cat went on Shannon Sharp's show, in my opinion, it was a way of jumping off. And when I tell you jumping off, it is hilarious some of the that I'm seeing on the internet now. They want to do numbers like like Cat did that oh. day, but that's not yeah. going to happen. But mm -hmm. these is actually jumping off. We starting with Stephen A. Her feelings for Captain Smith. <laughs> oh, so you saw that one too then? Man, oh I was laughing like a He let that get up under his skin. But Stephen A. Smith got caught capping. Let's start putting on blast for capping. If you capping, you capping. Stephen A. Smith lied about hooping for Winston-Salem State. <laughs> it was all a cap. Because when you put that <laughs> your little memoir book, a <laughs> book, you know, reading that anyway. But for them <laughs> to be trying to get at his ass, they read it. Mm. And they caught you up, didn't they? Because some dude said some I was in agreement with. When a get caught, he don't never say you lying. He get to talk about you. Mm. You fat bastard. I can't stand that fat bastard. Jason Whitlock. Yeah. This caught you up, Stephen A. He is a fat bastard. He looking for clout. All that But you got busted out for lying you was a hooper and you ain't never hooped out your own mouth after you lied and said you did a hoop for Winston-Salem State. Get your capping ass out of here. We know you're an industry plant, dog. You you talk about black people on ESPN. You, you do that for your boss so you can have some money. First of all, when I saw you walking, I knew you ain't never hooped. That walked with his pelvic forward like a fat all say. walk and they pelvic be in front. I don't like you. Hoopers oh, walk oh. with a sort of limp to it because your knees be hurting. All that. <laughs> I saw Stephen A on the NBA court one day. Had on a little jacket and he got with his little money they paid ESPN. And he was walking with his pelvic forward. I was like, hey, that's a goofy dog. <laughs> Can't. He walk with they pelvic forward. Get your goof ass out of here. I ain't hoop. I used to hoop for Winston-Salem State. I cracked my knee. He sounded like Mike Tyson after that one fight. Uh, I cracked my back. <laughs> Old boy said, uh, what, 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 what did he say? Wait. Spinal. 
Get your goof ass out of here, He said he cracked his knee and he had to go back home and use his mama insurance and all that sucker shit. That's a cap. Get your garbage ass out of here. You ain't never hoop for nobody, dog. You did what you had to do to get in with ESPN and when they suspended you that one time for what you said about women, you promised them you're going to be a good boy after that and you've been on black people ever since. That's the Stephen A. Smith memoir you should have wrote. <laughs> when I thought I was going to get fired, I promised my boss, because he loved calling him his boss. He say that on purpose. Mm. He say it proudly. Mm. Proudly that be like, oh, my boss, shut the up. So you heard what he had to say. Listen, first of all, I like the fact that he was raw and he said exactly what he thinks. Do you know why? Because that's exactly how Stephen A. Smith behaves when he is ready to address other people. Stephen A. Smith ain't no angel, ain't no graceful baby running around tippy-toeing. When he feel a type of way about something, he gonna tell it exactly how it is. And if he has to cuss your ass out in the process, he will. We are not talking about a saint here. Just recently, he was calling saying to Richard McCann, you don't know what the hell you're talking about and blah, 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 blah. You need to get your facts right. So he ain't no angel. The way some of you dudes running around twerking it up all over the comment section, trying to act like, oh, you trying to, you trying to go about a black man. You trying to go, you trying to pull. So what happened to Kwame Brown and the rest of those black dudes when he was flaming them all over television for the past? Where were you dudes? Nowhere. Nowhere. You were just sitting up there watching it and enjoying it. But now all of a sudden when somebody's calling him out on his calling him out on his BS, all of a sudden you want us to start feeling sympathy. When he was going to Jason Woodlock, help me understand something. Did you hear at any point in any of the shows that Jason Woodlock produced, did you hear him swearing at Jason Woodlock? I mean, did you hear Jason Woodlock? He did not. Stephen A. Smith got on the show and started calling the man a fat bastard and dirty, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. And this the dude? Y'all trying to act like he's some innocent bird? This is the dude? Are you freaking kidding me? This is the dude you guys want to sit up here and baby say, oh, no, why are you going at him pulling the crabs and the barrel and the barrel of the... Sit your monkey ass down with that. I cut it out. Cut it out like enough is enough with the twerking. The fact of the matter is his story makes absolutely no sense absolutely zero sense to anybody with a brain that's thinking critically or at a fifth grade level or the third grade level but nevertheless you dudes are still trying to push it so i'm happy that he kept the real he gave stephen a smith the exact same energy he gives other people the exact energy this is not no nice dude we talking about here he's not like oh he's a nice he's not because when he was ready to go with Jackie Long, he was he was he was, he was a, a, a B-list uh, actor and blah 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 blah. He goes at people. He goes at people. When he's ready to go at Kyrie Irving, he be going. Sometimes he does it without nobody asking him. He be ready to jump up and attack Kyrie. And now all of a sudden, some people want to dispute some of the information he put out. All of a sudden, some of you guys want to jump up and start hollering in the comment. Oh, oh, leave him alone. If if you do math properly, the problem is you don't hear. If you hear carefully 1.5 shut up with that you know what
Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, we've been getting a lot of comments, a bunch of people asking us, talk about the Clippers, talk about the Clippers. <clears throat> Enough about the Lakers, talk about the Clippers, talk about the Clippers. And, uh, you know, with different things happening, I haven't got an opportunity uh, to talk about them. I haven't had a chance to watch all of the games. For example, the last game that they played against Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, I did not watch that game because I don't I don't have the time uh, right now to watch those games, given the time difference. I'm currently in the United Kingdom, so there's a time difference there, but I'm, we're going to sort all of that out uh, in the near future when I'm back in the States uh, next year. So, um, But nevertheless, I didn't watch the game, but I have been following the team. I have been seeing some of their games. Now, the Clippers have been the hottest team uh, in the new year. Uh, they've been beating everybody. Right, they've been beating everybody, and they finally found a way uh, to gel. That's the first thing. The second thing we got to talk about James Harden. James Harden for the Clippers has been a, uh, he, he has been <clears throat> absolutely spectacular. I was one of the people that was very very critical of him when they first got him. Uh, I didn't like the comments that he made about I'm a system and all of that. I didn't like that. It didn't sit well with me. And I'm gonna admit it publicly to you guys that I've been 100 percent wrong. 100% wrong. Ever since Russell Westbrook went to the bench, James Harden, I personally believe, is the difference maker in this team. Uh, he gives them something that they never had. For whatever reason, Harden, Harden presents such a problem for opposing defenses to deal with with his ability to stretch the floor, his pick-and-roll offense, the way he just manipulates defenses, especially when he gets his man rolling and he gets them into that... <clears throat> Jeopardy area where they don't know if the big is going to slip to the basket or he's going to lob it up or he's going to go for the layup. He's very, very hard to, to, to guard. And what is happening is that he has made their offense that much more potent by also being somebody else that could space the floor, but then providing an, an entirely different, um, what is it, element to what the Clippers are doing. And then when you bring Russell Westbrook off the bench, they become a totally different team because all of a sudden their pace quickens, right? Their, their, their pace changes. And when you have a guy like James Harden playing with guys like Paul George uh, and Kawhi Leonard, knock down shooters who can absolutely space the floor, who don't need to play, who don't need to be effective with the ball in their hand, great catch and shoot players. Paul George can do it. Kawhi Leonard could do it. You have a recipe for disaster for the rest of the NBA. Uh, and that's exactly what we've been seeing. And the irony is, no one is talking about it. ESPN, FS1, no one is talking about the Clippers. And today, <clears throat> I said I want to delve into some of the numbers and really kind of get into why I think this team is going to continue to dominate all the way to the playoffs. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, 
prize picks discounts, select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let's get into some of the stats here and some of the data here. I mentioned James Harden. James Harden for the Clippers is averaging 16.9 points per game on 45% shooting from the field. But get this, 42% from the three-point line while shooting 87%. So if you follow him, he's going to make his free throws, something Russell Westbrook could not do, and he could not shoot such a high percentage from the three-point line. But get this. With the Clippers, he is averaging 4.6 rebounds and 8.4 assists with only 2.7 turnovers, which is the lowest he has averaged, get this, since probably his third season in the NBA. James Harden is averaging the lowest amount of turnovers per game since his third season in the NBA. Now, some people say maybe his usage is not the same. I don't care. To be assisting the ball that much and then only having 2.7 turnovers, that's fantastic. I'll live with it. His defense is also improved. He's getting you 0.9, uh, what is it, blocks per game. While he's on the floor, his plus minus is 6.1. And he's getting you 1.2 steals per game. And if you watch him play, you can see that he's definitely picking up his defense, especially with his lateral movement. He's definitely been picking it up. If we look at Paul George, who last night went off again and just had a fantastic outing. He's scoring 20, 24 points per game on 46.8% shooting, shooting 42% from the field. 42%. Let me just give you guys some data quickly. You now have two guys in the starting lineup that are shooting over 40% from the three. They did not have that with Russell Westbrook. You have that with uh, James Harden and Paul George. James Harden is also shooting 91% from the, I mean, uh, uh, Paul George, 91% from the free throw line while getting you five, five and a half rebounds a game, 3.7 assists, only two turnovers and 1.6 steals, right? Paul George has been active and engaged this season. If we, if we look at Kawhi Leonard, he's getting you 23.8, 24 points per game. Get this on 52% shooting while shooting 44% from the field. 87% from the free throw line, six rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.6 turnovers, and 1.7 steals and 0.8 blocks. Now, if you watch the Clippers play, you'll know something. Some people say, oh, that's all Kawhi Leonard, 24 points per game. <clears throat> if you watch the Clippers, <laughs> you will know that Kawhi Leonard gets doubled all game long. They double Kawhi all game long. Opposing defenses are like, we'll let everybody else beat us. We're not going to let Kawhi beat it. I've never seen, it's been a while since I've seen a player double that every team doubles Kawhi Leonard from start to finish. From start to finish. But the problem is you still have other guys like Paul George and, and, uh, <clears throat> James Harden in the starting lineup. Then you got guys coming off the bench like Terrence Mann. I mean, not Terrence. Uh, Terrence Mann, he's a starting line. You have, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Powell. Let me, let, me, let me get the roster right. I can't even remember his name right now. Um, oh, my God. I can't even remember his name. Uh, Powell. He's, uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he comes off the Norman Powell. Norman Powell, who's uh, one of the candidates for six man of the year. He comes and he's a spark plug. And they have so much offense and they're so talented and they're so deep as a team. Uh, that if you're not going to double Kawhi Leonard, you're going to have to deal with those guys. And the minute one of them get hot, one of those other guys get hot, Kawhi is going to get loose. And Kawhi is shooting 52% on his opportunities, which means that he's making the most out of his opportunities. So that's another that's another aspect. If we look at them 
from an overall standpoint, the Clippers right now, their offensive rating is number what? Number 16 in the NBA. While they're scoring, while the defensive rating is 18. Now, some people say, well, that's not, well, I don't understand. Then, then how is this team so good? I mean, I don't, I don't quite get it. The reason is this, the Clippers are beating teams with beating teams right now with an average of 5.6 points per game. That's the average. The Clippers are scoring 117.6 points per game while giving up 112. 112 is not a fantastic number, but if you're going to be beating teams by five and a half points, 5.6 points per game, you're going to be pretty, pretty damn good. And that's what the Clippers are doing right now. They have the most lethal offense in the NBA. I don't care what their defense, what their offensive rating says. They have an, an extremely potent offense. And if we look at the Western Conference standings right now, the Clippers currently sit at the fourth spot. <clears throat> They're tied for the law. They're tied for losses with the Nuggets at only 14. So the Clippers have an opportunity to move up uh, in the standings. I think they can get all the way up to number two uh, if they continue to play well, which is good for them because it's going to give them home court advantage. They don't need to exert themselves the way that they did last season uh, to try to ensure that they miss out on the playing tournament. To me, um, you know, I don't want to get too hype. I don't want to get too hype about them. Like, oh, they're going to do what they're going to do, what they're going to do well. Uh, I just want to kind of monitor the team, see how they're doing, and then just keep quiet and see and see how they roll into the playoff. But if they're healthy and you have this much offense and you have a coach like that in Tyron Lue, uh, I think they're going to be deadly. And I think that they should be, I think that people should be talking about them more and they're not going to. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Today, we got a very um, interesting uh, topic because we're going to be talking a little bit about politics and sports. As you guys know, politics is amongst or one of one of the most divisive things on planet Earth. It's politics, religion, uh, and then to a certain degree, you have sports, but sports is a little bit different. Uh, Politics and religion are extremely, extremely uh, divisive subject matters. And it's one of the reasons we have tried our very best to avoid politics on this channel because I don't need I don't I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get into all of that. If I if I if I if we wanted that and did something that we sought after, we'll create a uh, we'll, we'll create a different channel. Uh we'd open up open it up to politics and we'll talk about it. And then the thing is you should I I I, I would have to check myself and understand listen, you don't need to be surprised when people get pissed off at you and start going at you hardcore because that's what politics does. So what happens this what happened this morning I was doing some research and I came across an article just kind of browsing around uh, on the sports rush. And it had a very, very interesting uh, headline. It had the following headline. It said, my father always taught us Michael Jordan once confessed his reasons for staying away from making political, uh, politically charged statements. I was like, hmm, uh, this is very interesting because it's one of the things that some of uh, some people have knocked uh, Michael Jordan because he's not. You know, he doesn't discuss politics. He doesn't express his political views publicly. And other people have applauded LeBron, for example, who's someone that always expresses his political views, his political leanings, and always encourages people to do various things based on his political ideologies. So some people have always held that against Jordan. So when I came across this article, I was very, very interested to understand why Jordan chose uh, not to talk about politics and after reading it i was ba- i was i was able to understand exactly why uh, he chose not to but before we even get into michael jordan's comments this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor prize picks the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america prize picks is really simple instead of just selecting a team you just select two or more players pick more or less their projected stats and then you place your entry for example this week 
I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points. And then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let's get into this article here and let me read uh, some of what it has to say. It says in 2007, MJ revealed that his father discouraged him from speaking on controversial political issues. What if a political actor gains mileage in their career by tearing apart the influential athlete? In a 2007 uh, GQ feature, Michael Jordan opened up about the role his father uh, in, in the, played in the silence uh, he maintains on divisive civic matters. During the GQ uh, interview, he also revealed how his father called politics the most crookedest business. It continues on. My father always taught us, you don't put yourself in a situation if you're not prepared for that situation, the NBA legend told GQ. Apart from that, he also highlighted the effort he exerted on his basketball skills to be on the top of his game. He also, he only focused on becoming the best. MJ added, I had absolute tunnel vision. Everything was channeled towards that. So I thought it was kind of unfair that people asked me to do something that I wasn't accustomed to doing just because of my profession. Jordan had no problem engaging with the Make-A-Wish Foundation or even endorsing Special Olympics. There are a ton of evidence, a ton of evidence uh, that he uh, pursues such matters with a sense of pride. However, if anyone asked him to make a political statement, he'd refuse. He found such requests unfair because he wasn't accustomed to politically charged narratives. He was too invested in working on his hooping skills. If he were to give an uninformed opinion, there would be no shortage of uh, politicians using that to expose him. This, this would only affect the public's perception of him. On the flip side, LeBron James speaks on social issues quite frequently, at least much more than Michael Jordan did so you heard what the article had to say here are my thoughts on this and i have a few first of all i like his reasoning jordan is essentially saying listen i'm not qualified to talk about this thing in terms of giving my opinions to the point where people will then start to judge me and act off of some of the things that i say here's what i mean if you and your friends are talking politics that's one thing Right. Most people don't have a following. Most people are not as influential as Michael Jordan. So if you guys express your political views, there's no real big deal, is it? But if you have a person like Michael Jordan going out there expressing his political views, a person who has such a huge following, then it's going to create a stir because what's going to happen is if he expresses his views on a particular issue that he may not be 100 percent versed on. Number one, people are going to call him out on it. And then next thing you know, you find yourself in a whole entire mess. You had no intention of being a part of. That's number one. Number two, even if you are making an, un, an an informed comment, right? Even if you're making an informed comment, chances are they're going to be people that agree with you and you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to be people that disagree with you. 
That is the fact of life. And to me, what gets me is there are people that talk politics that are always shocked when this when this occurs. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Honestly, what did you think was going to happen? You thought you were just going to say, okay, I like, uh, for example, Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I hope that he wins the presidency. And then all of a sudden, somebody that supports Biden or doesn't support Trump, you don't think they're going to be like, you're out of your damn mind. Why the hell would you support Donald Trump? And vice versa. You can be a Biden supporter and a Trump supporter or conservative. Somebody who doesn't like Biden can say, why the hell would you want to support him? It's par for the course. And Jordan seems to be saying, listen, number one, I don't want to get involved in all of this madness. And I can understand that. There are people that do it. It's your bloody right. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. I believe in the freedom. People can do whatever the hell they want to do. People are also open to if you take a particular a particular decision and you say a particular thing, people also have the right to react to it. They have that right. Everybody has. A, I believe in that. Ever since I was a child, I'm all about uh, 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 my freedom, my, my, my rights, my freedom. That's, that's, that's been my manifesto since I was a kid. You can ask my mom. That's exactly what I've always said. So to me, if Jordan wasn't doesn't want to discuss politics, I can understand it. I can understand it. And LeBron, for example, because we're, you're talking about politics here, who's always vocal on political issues. He has a lot of people that don't like him because of that. He's quite, uh, what is it? Polarizing. And this should come as no surprise. Even to LeBron support. If you are surprised that LeBron is polarizing when he's putting out views that a lot of people are going to disagree with, you're a bloody idiot. Sorry to break it to you. Welcome to the world. No one is exempt. Nobody. And maybe Jordan said, you know what? I don't want to be a part of it. Now, some people will say, oh, that's a cop out. You afraid. You don't, you, you, you got to go out there and say what you got. That's just, let me tell you something. That is just an opinion. Don't let people trick you into thinking their opinion needs to be the opinion. That's just their opinion. There are people that, that are saying Jordan should speak out on political issues. And there are people that are saying, I don't want to hear from Jordan about political issues. Do you know why? Because he's not the one that's going to be solving them. And finally, from what I understand, Jordan is a person that does things for people without being noisy about it. Jordan donates to various causes all the time. He's just, he doesn't shout about it. And then there are people that do it and they want recognition for it. So they're different type of people. But now I understand. And the reason that his father gave in my personal view is 100% okay with me. It is a dirty game. And if you don't know that, you you then you are clueless about politics. If you think that everybody you see talking politics is a holy person, you are lost. That goes for the person you support and that goes for the person you don't support. It's a dirty, you better believe it. You better believe it. If you are under any other impression, oh, it's a sweet thing. And this guy, because he's up there saying that he really, really loves me. No, he don't. It's a game that they play with you. Just so we are all hip to it. As long as you know that going in, you'll be fine. Politics is a dirty. Everybody that knows politics knows this. The only person that doesn't know that is probably trying to get you to vote for that doesn't won't tell you that's probably trying to get you to vote for some. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.